All right. Marie will be. Can you hear me now? There you go. Go for it. Okay. Welcome, everybody. My name is Marie. I will be facilitating the first segment of this iBuzz call. And our ladybug, Sandia Rao, will be facilitating the second uh, segment. And this is iBuzz episode number 562. So, uh, Sandia, would you like to give us your announcements for what's coming up in iBug? All right. Yes. Yes. Okay. Uh, we have a busy week this week, uh, something every day and even this weekend. Okay. All times are central and all events are on Zoom. Here we go. Let's see. For now, the next two hours, we're going to be watching, watching, listening to, or participating in the iBug Buzz. Then tomorrow on Clubhouse, from five to six, we will be doing the Mac Buzz, all questions relating to your Mac. Then on Wednesday, we're in for a treat. It is iBug, it's iBug's life, and that will be at 6 p.m. We're going to be talking about decorating for Christmas and the holidays in general. So come and share your tips and tricks and all that good stuff. Uh, then, then, then on Thursday is our book club, the Vila Book Club, and that's at 6.30. We're going to be discussing writers and lovers, not writers, but writers by author Lily King, DB98766. It's only about eight hours or so, so you have plenty of time to read it by Thursday. Then we have the iBug Night at the Virtual Movies on Friday. That will be at 8 p.m., 7.30 for the social time. Come and play Name That Tune, share some bad jokes. Following the movie, we'll have a discussion and trivia. Then on Sunday, we have mm. iBug Cafe, and it's a great topic. We're going to be talking about iOS 16.1 and all the new features. I mean, goodness knows every update has something new and tweak something a little bit. So let's, you know, get with the program and come and join us and find out what is it that we need to know about this latest and greatest update. Social media. Social media we have. iBugToday.org is our website. We have a Facebook page, facebook.com slash group slash iBugToday. And we also have a fan page. Just look for iBugToday. We have a Twitter, is at iBugToday. We have an email, iBugToday at gmail.com. We have a mentoring program. If you would like to help figure out how to use your phone and you need help, fill out the application on our website under the training tab, and we will match you up with one of our awesome volunteer advanced users. And if you want to be an awesome advanced user, and help somebody else, we have a separate application for you. All right, so those are the announcements. And now we will hand it back to Marie. Thank you very much. And before we introduce ourselves, 
I wanted to uh, state something that I forgot earlier, and that is that this call is all about iOS, and that includes iPhones, iPads, iPods, Apple Watches, Apple TVs. No Macs, no Windows PC, <laughs> or any of those other things. So now, if everybody would like to go around the room, introduce themselves, and tell us where you're from. I'm Marie, and I'm from Reno, Nevada. This is Brad. I'm in Dallas, Texas. Angelo Janet. from Ottawa. Hi, Angelo. Janet, Janet from Colorado. Hi, Janet. Julie from Houston. Hello, Julie. Hi, it's Judy in Connecticut. Hi, Judy. Hi. Dan, Southern California. Hello, Dan. Welcome. Terry from Arlington Heights, Illinois. Hi, Miss Terry. Dee from Southern Illinois. Was that like Dee? lost her New York accent tonight. <laughs> Are you? Oh, that's Maria. I know. You also lost. <laughs> yeah. Oh, I see. I see. Yeah, I went back to Texas. Didn't I? <laughs> Anybody else? Marsha from Daytona Beach. Hi, Marsha. Ned Thomas from, Texas. from Colorado. Hello, Ned. And who from Colorado? Thomas from Colorado. Thomas. Welcome, Thomas. Thank you. Greg in Texas. Another Texan. Linda from Texas. I'm sorry, your name? Linda. Linda. I'm sorry, Linda. Welcome. Thank you. Brian Elizabeth. from Ontario. And good job, Sandy, on Saturday. Hi, Brian. This is Sonia. Thank you so much. Elizabeth from Newfoundland, Canada. Hello, Elizabeth. Hi. From way up north. Jody from New Hampshire. And Hi, I agree. Jody. Sonia did a great job on Saturday. Hi, Marie. Marty from Philadelphia. Hi, Marty. Mm -hmm. Anybody else? How about Sandia? Oh, this is Sandia from Houston. <laughs> and I guess just real quick to address, um, I was invited to be a keynote speaker at the Alliance for Equality of Blind Canadians. So it was super cool. And thanks to everybody that came from the call. And it will be, I think it was recorded. So if you missed it, we're going to try to share it on our website. But anyway, okay. it was a, it was a real honor. So all right. Thank you. Joanna. Anybody else want to say hello? Yes. This, this Helene. is Helene, Helene in Arizona now. Oh. Hello, Helene. She's a winter wintering now. We're snowbirding. Yes, I'm I'm still trying to get on the right time and in the right, you know, finding I can't find anything, but I'm so glad I got your phone number and got on. Okay, do we have anybody else? I don't think I've heard any new people, but are there any anybody that's new to iBug? First timer? Okay, then let's jump right in. And who has the first exciting question for us? Um, Janet, from, Janet from Colorado has a question. Okay, go for it, Janet. 
what is the follow up and the um, settings in the e for the mail app for your phone? Because I'm running sixteen point one point whatever one or two or whatever that is, and I saw a, a follow up, and I don't know what the follow up thing is in the mail settings thing. Does anybody know? This is Brad. this is Greg. Yeah, there you yeah. go, Greg. Brad, go ahead. No, go you ahead, do it. Greg. I was gonna say that I know you did a presentation on that. You hadn't said <laughs> nothing, so I was. Do it, Greg. Greg. Go ahead. Yeah, there. Yeah, there are two or three features in iOS 16 in the mail. There's a a uh, read later and a follow up and a remind me, and I think with the follow up, if you uh, if you double tap on that, uh, as I recall, that will, uh, you set a time, it can be like tomorrow morning or uh, this afternoon or tomorrow morning, or you can, you can specify a time and uh, it will move that email to the top of your list at that time. It will also create a mailbox, and if you if you scroll back uh, or scrub back uh, to your list of mailboxes, it should create a follow up mailbox that that email would be in. It, and uh, Sri and I had a little bit of trouble with that, but if if you're not seeing a follow up mailbox, then click on Edit in the top right, and you'll have you'll have a listing that'll have the remind me and the follow up and if, if you just double tap on those, then those will will appear in your mailbox list and anything you put in them will be there. The, the really cool feature, and I may, again, there's the follow-up and the remind me and the, uh, I forget, send, uh, you can send later. Um, but yeah, they're all in the, you can find them by flicking down in the mail on a mail message. Uh, at least they remind me, you have to go to more and then you can get there, but pretty cool features. Okay, that sounds like a pretty thorough answer. That answer your questions for you, Janet? Um, I saw I saw a follow up thing in the settings and settings app for mail, and I was wondering what that was. Okay. Okay. Do we it's have another question? It's on. It's on by default. Oh, you mean it's something that's checked? Yeah, in the mail. What in the I mean, setting, I, in the settings and in, in your setting in your mail settings and your settings app. Yes. That's what I was wondering about. Uh, yeah, this is Greg. Uh, having it checked in your settings is probably a good thing. Any when you go to your your listing of emails, uh, if you just flick down. Uh, without opening an email, just flick down, and you'll hear that follow up is one of the options. And if you if you double tap on that, it's going going to put that in a mailbox in your mailbox listings. And it'll also, I think, I believe that's the one where it moves it to the top, whenever you've specified that you want to follow up on that. Alrighty, thank I, you. I hope that's clear. Uh -huh. Okay, we have a next question. 
Uh, this, this is Dan. Okay, Dan, go ahead. Okay, I have a question about uh, maps for iOS. I was reading about the update this morning. I'm wondering if any of you people have had success using maps with VoiceOver to get from point A to point B as a pedestrian. Uh, it seems like maps is mainly set up for driving. I tried to use it, uh, oh, a few versions back with iOS and I was not very happy with it, but maybe I just didn't do something right or, or pay enough attention to it. So I'm just curious if any of you people have had success using maps with VoiceOver, that's maps, iOS, the iOS version. Anybody have a answer for Dan? It's been quite a while since I used maps, but it, it if I remember correctly, there is a way for you to turn on walking directions in within the app, but I, I absolutely cannot remember how to do it right now. But I know I have used walking directions in maps and it worked quite well, actually. It did. Well, good. Did it, did it get you uh, to, the, uh, to the destination that you wanted? Because I, I tried it and it got me oh, within about one crossing of it. Uh, in other words, I was close, but I had to cross one more street. That was as far as I got. I'm wondering if, you, if it took you directly to the destination. Um, it, it's been quite a while since I used it. So be honest, I, I couldn't really give you a clear answer to that. But you know, there is a, a program called Lazarella, which is a free app that, that is, gives you pretty accurate walking directions to any place with all the turns and, and, and pretty much gets you right to your destination. You might want oh, to give good. that okay. a try. Okay, Lazarello. I, yeah, I have it. I just haven't used it. So, yeah, uh, I think you should give it a try. Okay, thank you. All right, okay, next question. Surely somebody has questions with the new iOS still churning out new features and changes. Ooh, it's quiet in here. This is Marcia. Would you? Oh, Marsha, go ahead. Um, if you would uh, have Greg talk about the uh, when you turn the low power mode on, what can happen? Greg, are you there? Yeah, actually, yeah, actually, yeah, be answered Greg. by anybody who knows the answer to it. Doesn't necessarily yeah. have to be Greg. Yeah, let's but, let's give somebody but, else a chance but, and. But nobody else has spoke up, Greg. So if you want to go ahead and Elisa. Okay. Yes, Elisa. Yeah. Um, doesn't the low power mode like save your battery, I think? Yes. That's basically what it does. It just saves you battery. Yeah, this is Greg. Yeah. So Marcia and I were on a, a mentor call uh this weekend and um uh, she had put her phone on low power mode. And when you're in low power mode, um, 
it changes the auto lock setting for for display. Uh, like we had her her display setting set to never, uh, and you can you can pick like one minute, two minutes, thirty seconds, you know, whatever, never. Uh, and and at the end of that time period, then your screen, if you if you're not actively using your phone, then it locks. And so we were having her phone lock like every 30 seconds it was locking, which was, you know, just hard to get anything done. But the reason it was doing that was because she had put it on low, low power mode. And so it automatically changes that setting to 30 seconds. So just something to be aware of. Elisa, I have a question. Okay, Elisa. So if you have your phone on never lock, that means you can lock it whenever you want, however you want. You don't have to use a 30 minute, 30 seconds for it. This is Greg. Yeah, yes, that is correct. Hey. Yes, go ahead. Um, I, I'm wondering, though, if you are in low power mode, even if you have your phone set to never lock automatically, um, it, it's still, I think, if you're in low power mode, uh, isn't it going to lock after 30 seconds? just for the sole purpose of of uh you know doing what it's supposed to do and that is saving you battery this is greg go ahead greg yeah that's exactly what was happening terry ann uh she had it set to never uh but when she went into when she turned it to low power mode then it, it automatically changed that setting to 30 seconds this is Terry. Yes, Terry. Yeah, I guess I was I, I guess I was kind of asking the question, but I was wanting to clarify that because uh, I didn't want people to think that if you have it set to never, it won't lock it just as a follow up to Elise's question there. This is Dee. Okay, Dee. I do believe that if you're in low power mode, you will not receive phone calls text messages or notifications. Isn't that correct? This is Brad. Go ahead, Brad. No, that's not correct. It does oh. um, change certain things, but it does not prevent you from receiving phone calls uh, or text messages. It may, and your email, it may not pull or whatever the thing is where it automatically checks. But uh, as far as phone calls and text messages, no, you still get them. As far as the auto lock, I have mine set on two minutes. And that never changes when I turn on uh, low power mode. It may be that it's changing only when you have it set to never. It puts it to something else so that it doesn't stay unlocked all the time, which is definitely not something you want if you're going to use low This power. is Pete. Go ahead, Pete. Uh, I just wanted to double check with Brad to see if you have checked that since 16.2, because I read, I, 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 that confused the Dickens out of me. I had mine on never, and I 
I grant what you're saying is different, Brad, because you had yours set to two minutes. But when I finally detected why mine was locking, I recall that the wording said that if low power mode is in effect, that it will never go beyond 30 seconds. It didn't say only if you had, you know, it initially set to never, it didn't say it that way. So I'm just wondering if you have actually checked that. This is Brad. No, I haven't checked it. I'm basing that on past behavior. Yeah, it blew me out of the water completely. Two minutes blew for me out of the water. Yeah. The last 11 or 12 years, however long I've had an iPhone. Yeah, I've always had that. it set to never too. <laughs> but um, you said 11.2, I mean 16.2. I think it's 16.1.2 is what's out right, right now. Yeah. But I'll have to play with that and see. I'll do that. I'll do the here. same. And yeah. I may be wrong, but uh, yeah, it, it, it. Uh, surprised me. This is Jody. Hey. Go ahead, Jody. How do you get out of low power mode? This is Pete. Go ahead, Pete. Well, it will go, it will take you automatically out of low power mode if you um, charge it and it gets up to a certain certain battery level. I don't know if that's 20 or 30%, you'll automatically be taken out of low power mode by iOS. Uh, otherwise, I think you can go into your battery settings and you'll see um, a, a low battery mode, uh, kind Brad. of a toggle switch. Oh, thank you. This, this is Dan. Brad. Oh, go ahead, Brett. Okay. Yeah, it, it's, it stays in low power mode till you get to 80%. Then it automatically okay. turns it off. Okay. That's what I was going to say too. Okay. Let's move on. We have a new question. We got everybody stumped now. This is Terry. Yes, Terry. Go ahead. Um, I was trying. Uh, earlier today to go to the setting in voiceover where you can um, set voiceover to come on with triple clicking the home button if you have a home button or I think it's the side button if you have if you don't have a home button I think that's what it is and uh, I'm still in iOS 15 point, I don't know, whatever it is, seven something. But um, the, I'm noticing that they're still, they're still changing things around even in iOS 15. And I don't find that, uh, that setting anymore where you can, it, it, I guess you can go in and set certain things to turn on or off, whether it's voiceover or um, Zoom, if you're using the low vision settings. Uh, and there's a couple others that you can turn on or off by triple clicking the home button or Ooh. its equivalent. And, but I don't know where that is now. This is Jody. It's not where it should be or where it okay. used to okay, be. Okay, Jody. Yeah, it's not under voiceover settings. It's under the, the, the just go to accessibility uh, settings and it's at the very bottom of the whole list of all the other, you know, there's a lot of other features too in accessibility. Uh, 
and it's actually at the very bottom of the uh, of the the list. It's not in the voiceover setting. Oh, thank you. So I was looking in the wrong place. Okay, thanks. In, in addition, I think it calls it an accessibility <laughs> shortcut. Yes. Not, yeah. And it's because you can have different options. It does. Okay, good deal. Thank we have you. another question. This is Brad with a follow-up. Go ahead. I did play with uh, low power mode and Pete is correct. Apparently uh, it does now change it to your auto lock to 30 seconds. I went to display and brightness and it's that setting is dimmed out when you're on auto lock. So you can't change it. But once I turned uh, auto lock off, I mean, low power mode off and went right back to what I had it set before, which was two minutes. So that's interesting. Good to yeah. know. Yeah, cool. Okay. All right. Any other questions? We've got to have questions. And there are no dumb questions. Remember, anything that you're having a problem with and you need an answer for, go ahead and we'll see what we can do. I have plenty of dumb answers. <laughs> we get a few of those occasionally. Hopefully not too many. Anybody got any uh, comments about the new iOS so far? Uh, this is the. Go ahead. This is not about the new iOS, but that, yes. That's I okay. No, that's fine. <laughs> I did make a dumb answer a while ago, and I checked it on Google, and the guys are right. Um, I wanted to ask, this is a little off base, but it, I'm blaming, blaming it on the iPhone. Is anybody starting to have troubles with their hand around their thumbs and their wrist and things? I'm beginning to think maybe I'm getting corporal tunnel from flick, flick, flick all the time. Is anybody starting to have an issue like that? Anybody got an answer for that one? I'm not sure if that's... <laughs> Related to the technology of the phone, but this is Linda. Go ahead, Linda. Um, yes, this has happened to me, and I was thinking the same thing. I was thinking maybe I was getting arthritis in my hands, but mm -hmm. um, I got I went on Amazon and got the EMF protectors and put them on the back of my phone, and I think it has really helped. This is D. Go ahead, D. What are EMS protectors? Um, let's see. I believe it's uh, energy magnetic EMF frequency. And it, um, I don't think it blocks them, but it does something to them. That, that's a good thing. That kind of protects your hands. At least that's what I found. Okay. This is Brad. Go ahead, Brad. EMF is electromagnetic field. Well, this is D. Go ahead, D. I'm glad to think I'm not the only one maybe experiencing this issue. Maybe some of the rest of you might when you get a little older. This is Jody. Go ahead, Jody. Yeah, I find my right hand gets gets cold, but that's because I keep my elbow bent all the time. 
but I, I really I really doubt that an EMF protector would really do much because your phone if your phone didn't couldn't produce electromagnetic waves it wouldn't work so I really doubt that really it might be com more comfortable to hold the phone or something but I really you know I've heard of, of I've heard of people getting uh, EMF protectors because they're afraid of uh, um, you know the the five G phones and all that kind of stuff, and it's like no, it's not it's not going to block EMF because if it did, the phone would work. Miss Marie, I have an idea that it it has more to do with maybe holding the phone with your hand in the same position for long periods yeah. of time, and if you kind of maybe change the way you try to use the phone a little bit differently, handle it differently, or move your hands. And don't don't just keep it in one position for long times. This is Brad. Okay, Brad. I th I think one of the concerns about EMF could be people who have things such as uh, pacemakers or um, defibrillators in their body, because I believe electromagnetic fields can possibly. I know it can affect your pacemaker, so uh, that could be where that comes from. But really, what's coming out of your phone is relatively low level. I mean, people who live near power transmission lines get more. That is a known issue. Or people who have a waterbed with a with a waterbed heater in it, that's not real good long-term either. Kind of like electric blankets are known to uh, uh, people are concerned. There have been medical reports. I know this because my father was a doctor and he didn't like me having a waterbed years ago. Um, there have been medical studies that show incidents of leukemia that have to do with electromagnetic fields. So, but I really think oh. any concerns about an iPhone most likely has to do with pacemaker type devices. All right, guys, we need to move on. Yes. Okay, okay next question. This is Helene. Go ahead, Helene. Uh, when I traveled out from um, the airport from the East Coast to come out here, my friend was with me and I gave her my iPad because American Airlines didn't have any movies and they said, you know, you have to have your device. So I gave her my laptop and she had her ear, ear, pods in and I cannot get my ear pods finally just now I mean I managed to get them in but it, it seems to be that Susan's ear pods are on my machine and um, it just seems to have gone in from the from the phone from the from the laptop you know, to the, not the laptop, from the iPad, from that iPad of her watching two movies to my phone. Um, can anyone explain why this that would Brad. happen? Go ahead, Brad. Your, she's using your iPad, correct? Yes. And your iPad is signed into your Apple ID. Yes. Correct? That's it. When you pair... AirPods to an Apple device, 
They will show up on all devices that are paired, that are signed into that same Apple ID. And the only way to get rid of it is to unpair her AirPods from your device, which will unpair it from all of your devices. Either that okay. or she needs to take it. Has she got your Air, your iPad long-term? No, no, no. Okay. It's just, it was just for the, for the airplane. Yeah. Well, go into your settings and unpair her. You can do it on your phone. You can do it on your mm -hmm. iPad. You okay. can do it on any device signed into your Apple ID. Find them in, under Bluetooth. Uh, flick to where it says more info. And then in there, you will find forget this device and that will unpair them and they'll fix that problem. Okay. Thank you. Um, can I ask another question? Go ahead. My, um, I, I think this might be along with what you've been talking about, about the, the lock. Um, my passcode has to be put in every 30 seconds. And I don't have oh it in low God. power mode, but, but it, it keeps, it, it just, I have to keep putting it in, putting it in. It doesn't recognize my touch ID. So today I changed the touch ID and it worked for about two or three tries. And then once again, it keeps coming up as um, I say, I want to make, do something. And it says, first, you must put in your passcode. And um, it's frustrating. Is there any way to stop this from happening? That's very annoying. Somebody have an answer for Helene? Mark in Montreal. Go ahead, Mark. I go into display and brightness, and I believe it's under there where it gives you an option of uh, locking your phone after so many minutes or 30 seconds, a minute, two minutes, three minutes, five minutes. Five minutes is the max. If you set it to five minutes, or you can say never lock if you don't want it to do to lock at all, uh, that's also an option. But if you want to have it lock, the most you can have it stay unlocked for is five minutes. So it's display and brightness. Thank you. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. You're welcome. Okay, thank you, Mark. This is Terry. Go ahead, Terry. Um, I think her, I believe your question, Helene, though, is why is it reverting from um, using Touch ID back to the, the passcode when yes. you've told it to... Uh, use the touch ID for locking and unlocking purposes. Have you uh, turned off your phone? And once you made that change to tell it to unlock using your passcode, have you turned off the no. phone and then turned it back on again? No. I would try that in, in case, uh, you know, that might fix the problem. Thank you. 
Okay, I have one quick little suggestion and then we'll move on to another subject. You might try putting the, the uh, fingerprint ID, even if you use the same finger, but go through that step several times like it's a different finger. I did that when I had touch ID and after I put it in the same finger in like three times after that, it worked almost flawlessly after that, the fingerprint ID. So it needs more information maybe. Okay, do we have okay. another question? This is Jerry from Vermont. Go ahead, Jerry. Um, I, is, I think we're kind of stuck on AirPods uh, tonight. I, I have an AirPod question, and that is about the personal spatial audio setup. Um, I am unable to set it up myself, and even my sighted grandson could not help me set it up. Is there, is there some kind of a... Uh, a, a trick to doing that, that I'm just not aware of. Is it even worth doing? I guess is the other question. This is Sonia. Go ahead, Sonia. Yeah, we've um, talked about it. I think we've had a couple of people have already tried it and have not been successful. So unless something has changed, I don't think it's possible. So mm -hmm. some of our experience. Even with a sighted person. Yeah, they, it's something they've tried and it doesn't work. So, mm -hmm. But anybody has okay, had thanks. later luck right okay yeah and work sadly it's mark in montreal go ahead mark hi to my buddy jerry in vermont uh we chat quite a bit um jerry i don't know if this is something that's available immediately or if it's something that they're implementing down the road because i had the same issue as you and I had Sandy look at it as well. And uh, so it wasn't working for us. And we kind of figured, well, they're putting it there, but they haven't made it work yet for some reason. And that's the only thing I can think of. All right. Thanks, buddy. No problem. Okay. Does somebody else have a new question? Had some good questions. A little slow coming, but we've had some good questions here. So keep them coming, guys. It's Mark in Montreal with a question. Okay, go ahead, Mark. Okay, Alex, I know I can put the iBug Today link in my contacts to come into the Zoom meeting, but if I don't want to go in and scroll down through my contacts, A, B, C, D, E, F, G, H, I for iBug, how do I put that iBug link? and put it in a note. I've tried it and for some reason, I'm not doing something right. It's not, when I double tap on the note, it's not opening up the link. What What's the proper procedure for getting that into your note? I'm just figuring it would be the quickest method to get into any Zoom meeting if, if it's a regular uh, recurring meeting with the same ID and password to just put the link in your notes. And how do you this go about right. doing that? Okay, Brad. I've never had any luck with notes doing that. I think there's something about notes that you can put a URL in there, but it's not, shall we say, actionable. Try this, Mark. Go to your calendar, make a recurring calendar event, like every Monday at 8 p.m. Eastern, whatever your time zone is. 
uh, and in the location field, put that iBug URL for the Zoom URL. I have done that. And then if you go to your calendar, it's there every Monday. You tap on that, it opens it up, and you'll see up at the top where it says the name of the event, but below it, it says Zoom. If you flick down, it'll say Join. You double tap, you're in. Cool. Thanks, Brad. Appreciate it. This is Jody. Go ahead, Jody. Well, you could also set up a contact that says AI bug Zoom, and, and that would show up first on your on your uh, contacts list. It's Mark in Montreal. I have it in my contacts. I just wanted to see if there was a faster way of doing it other than scrolling down through your contacts to the letter I bug. Well, that's why, I, that's why I'm that. saying, if, uh, this is Jody. That's why I'm saying set up an, a new contact and call the contact A, I bug, Zoom, and then that will show up first on your contacts list. I gotcha. Okay. Yeah. This is Marty. Go ahead, Marty. Um, another way, with the way I do it is, it's, it's always the same um, meeting ID and password. I just look for, do a search on iBug in my emails, look for an, an email from iBug, go in and just click on the link where it says join Zoom meeting and it brings you in. This is Karen. Go ahead, Karen. What I do, I have a regular contact for iBulb, of course. And um, so I saved a different contact with the word blind in front of it. So it was blind iBug. And of course, that will take you into the telephone feature and I just say call blind iBug. You know, that's the way I do it. And if, if I really want to go through the HTTP, there's something different. Um, I don't know what Siri does that, but I just do the phone call thing for iBug nine times out of ten. And just say call blind iBug, and it works within seconds. I'm in a meeting. This is Jerry from Hi, Vermont. Okay, go ahead, Jerry. Uh, I have an easy, well, it, for me, it's an even easier way. I, I can visualize numbers in Braille in my head. Uh, so, uh, I've memorized the iBug password, and I just go into my my Zoom history, and it's a, it's pretty much always in my Zoom history of ten uh, ten uh, meetings that I you, you can save in there, or that get saved automatically in there, and uh, I I just tap on the join meeting and write in the password and bingo. That's how I get it most times. I'm sorry. This Hi, is Angelo. Vanessa. Go ahead, Angelo. Uh, well, how, how do you get to your Zoom history? Can you hear me? Sorry, sorry, Angelo. I, was, I, I muted quickly again. What, what happens is when you go into Zoom, uh, you, you tap on join a meeting. And then uh, you'll get a, a bunch of, of, of things that will come up. And one of them is, is Zoom history. And if you tap on that, it will give you like the last eight or 10 uh, meetings that you've attended on Zoom. And then the, the meeting IDs are there. You just, uh, 
uh, select one, you click up and down, select one, uh, hit done, and then the ID will pop into the ID, the meeting ID uh, form field. Then uh, you'll, you'll get a notice that uh, says join, and then it'll ask you for the password. Okay, thanks. I don't know whether that's helpful. Okay. Thanks. The nice thing about iOS is there's generally several different ways to do the same thing. Okay, you got some good suggestions there. Okay, do we have another question? This is Karen. I'll have a question. Okay, go ahead, Karen. Yeah, I had this weird thing that happened to my text messages, and it's still like that. And uh, I don't know what it is. Um, I have two phones, a 13 and an SE, and I updated the SE, the 16.1, whatever. So then when this weird thing happened on a 13, I said, oh, that's why it happened, because I updated. I'm like, no, I didn't update, so I don't know why it happened. But what happened is that, you know how you can see, you can hear the preview of your text message. You can hear it. My text messages now, you cannot hear the preview. It gives you a date. It's like a date, and I guess that's the date of the last message. It has the person's name. It might say Robert, you know, I don't know, June 15th or 2022 or whatever it says. And I had two people pinned, and all of a sudden, those two people were not pinned anymore. And um, it's still like that. And I had at least maybe 80 unread text messages, you know, all over the place. And now if I go into a message, um, like if I get a notification that somebody sent me a message, I'll tap on it. I can hear the message. That's fine. All the old messages are there. And then up in, you know, the upper left-hand corner, instead of just saying you have 79, 80 messages, whatever, it says, like, you know, you have, like, three messages, five messages or something. It's not reading all the old text messages that are, you know, unread. And I can't see the preview. You know, if I open up a text message and read it and then close it, the preview will stay there. Like, you know, the, the message will stay there. I could hear it for a little while, but then I go back a couple hours later, I can't hear it either. So I basically can't hear any of the previews. The two pen people got unpinned. I was able to you know, easily pin both of them back. And then it happened again where they both got unpinned. Well, one, one person got unpinned and the other one person stayed pinned. It's okay. just really weird. Somebody not, got some like, answers for Karen? <laughs> and I did call Apple Accessibility and she was just like, hmm, no clue. No, I knew not to call them because when it first happened, it happened like on a Wednesday and I didn't call right away. I said, I said, because if I do call them, they're not going to know. So I waited till like Saturday and then I was like, okay, this is getting on my nerves. It's, you know, it's not hurting anything. It's just weird. So I called them like on a Saturday and of course she was clueless, just clueless. I was like, yeah, I know I shouldn't have called. This is Sonia. Mm -hmm. It's Sonia. I know that I've, I know you're being super careful, but I know that I have inadvertently turned on the pin 
and then you know so i i mean i i know i i'm i don't know i'm just saying that has happened to me where i didn't want to pin somebody and I pinned them, so I'm wondering if you could have accidentally unpinned them, but it doesn't sound like that, but just because it's so sensitive, you know, you're swiping around and boom, it says pin, and then you click on something and then they're pinned, and then you're like later on looking for the message and they got pinned by accident. So, I mean, that's happened to me, but it seems like you have I, a different I have done that. Yeah. I had done okay. that by accident, but what about the preview? That yeah, preview. I don't know about that. <laughs> okay. It's like a date, you know, it's just like, you know, like, whatever, I'll just say Robert, you know, like June 15th, 2022, like, okay, where's the preview? It's there, I mean, the message is there if I tap on it, but I can't hear them. This is Jody. Go ahead, Jody. The only thing I can think of is if they're, you know, your account is shared on the cloud, and if one phone has been updated and the other hasn't, maybe there's some kind of a conflict that's taking place uh, with with your information on the cloud because one phone's been updated and the other hasn't. Maybe, okay. Uh, this is Dan. Go ahead, Dan. Uh, you might wanna just go into settings and with relation to messages and see if uh, if any of those settings got Change somehow. Mm -hmm. Okay, I have it. I'll do that. All right, this is Sonia. I think, we ahead, had Sonia. I think Vanessa had a question, but I think. Oh, I'm sorry. I didn't hear I her. Thought, I think. I'm not sure. Okay, Vanessa, you have a question or a comment? Well, I heard her, but maybe not. Uh, that's okay. Um, I was going to say when I uh, dial, when I um, come on with iBug, I just tell Siri, you know, call iBug. <laughs> so I'm just going to say that. Okay. Mm-hmm. Okay. I don't think that anybody has any answers to some of those questions. Um, I've never had that many un unread emails. <laughs> <so>. <laughs> Uh, text, these are text messages. Yeah. I mean, I guess not email, text messages, correct. Um, okay, do we have another question? This is Marcia. I have, Go ahead. Go ahead, Marcia. I, have I have some earbuds that are hooked that I use with my phone. But I got some other earbuds that I, I mean, you know, earbuds that I use when I go to the gym. Can, can I use either one of those with the phone? Somebody got an answer for? Marsha. I meant for this question, <laughs> sorry. Yes, Marsha. Okay, well, if nobody else is going to answer, I will say that absolutely, yes, you can use uh, quite a few different uh, hearing devices with your iPhone. Uh, you can use uh, Bluetooth from other manufacturers as well as from the Apple, the AirPods or whatever, but I have several different devices that are paired to my phone. So um, if it doesn't connect immediately, you might have to go into your Bluetooth settings 
and pick the device that you want to use and make sure that it's paired or that it's connected. Okay, thank you. Mm -hmm. Okay, next question. Uh, this is Dan. Go ahead, Dan. Does anybody know there's a setting in Gmail that it's a menu setting, it says snoozed. I have no idea. I'm just curious what that does. Does anybody know what that does in, in Gmail? Got any other Gmail users? Is this in the actual Gmail app that you're talking about? Yes, it is. Okay. This is Dan. okay. I guess I'll have to do it. Google search and see what I can find out. Thanks. Wait, somebody, somebody have an answer. Uh, this is Deb from Kansas. Okay, um, go ahead. I be I believe what that what that snooze feature is is that you can turn that on if you are just tired of hearing from that person, and it turns it on for a little while, you know, a few days or whatever. I think you can set that. But I think that's what that feature is, is it just kind of blocks them for temporarily. Hmm. Okay, thank you. I'll have to. And this is Nikki. Go ahead, Nikki. Um, I, it says something about, um, I, I looked it up in Google and it says something about postpone emails and temporarily remove them from your inbox until you need them. Your email will come back to the top of your inbox when you want it to, whether that's tomorrow, next week, or this evening. You can find your snoozed items under snoozed in the menu. I can't even pronounce the word. So that's, <laughs> that's another thing that it says. <laughs> Thank you. How did, you. how did you get to that? Did you just do a Google search for snooze and get that to come up? Yeah, I said, what does snooze mean in Gmail? Okay, I'll uh, I'll do that because that, that's, that's what really up. yeah that's really a, <laughs> that's kind of a vague. I'll have to read that a few times. Okay, thank yeah. you. You're welcome. But you know what? It would be to my way of thinking, it's really a good thing because if you if you want to look at that email but you don't have time to read it, you could snooze it and then get it back later, and it doesn't get lost in all the other emails. That's something to think about. Anyway, thank you. I'm done. Okay, you guys. Please remember to speak your name before you start responding or asking a question. Just so everybody knows who's speaking. Yes, this is Nikki, and I'm sorry. Thank you for That's reminding fine. me. Thank you, Nikki. All right, anybody else have a question for us? This is Greg. Go ahead, Greg. Okay, I have not uh, used the uh, audio recording feature in the messages app where I could send an audio recording. And I know the way to do that, uh, uh, they changed a little bit in iOS 16. But for people that use that, can you kind of give me a quick walkthrough on the easiest way to uh, send an audio message in the messages app. Okay, anybody use the audio message? 
This is Thomas in Colorado. Okay, Thomas, go ahead. Go ahead, Thomas. We're not hearing you. Did you accidentally mute yourself? This is Janet from Colorado. Okay, go ahead, Janet. Maybe um, Thomas will get his you, you, audio. You put, you put your phone up to your ear and send the message, and then you um, take it away from your ear, and it should have your recorded message there. I've heard Herbie, I've heard Herbie talk about it. And for um, Jody, you can find low power mode in your control center. This is Mark in Montreal. Okay, go ahead, Mark. You have to have your apps activated now because it gives you a whole bunch of apps. Once you find the tech and you have your apps activated, which is, I believe, to the left or the right of the text field where you would normally write a message, and you make sure that's activated, you flick right, and you'll eventually come to store, and I believe the next one next to the store app is audio, or it's right around there. Uh, and you double tap on audio. Once you've double tapped on audio, there's a record button down at the bottom of the right of the screen. You have two options. You can double tap and hold and send the message and release your finger once you're done sending the message. Or you can double tap, sorry, you can tap and hold and um, record the message and then release your finger. Or you can double tap and release your finger and record the message and the record button has now changed to a stop button. Once you double tap stop, your recording is stopped, but it hasn't been sent yet. You have to go up to the left to the top of the iMessage and flick through who the message is to, recording, length of recording, and the next button to the length of the recording is send. Double tap on send and your message is sent. It's, say, it's more complicated doing it that way, but you can do other things while you're recording your message and you can record, I believe, until the cows come home. Uh, or like I say, if it's just a brief message and you don't mind holding your finger down on the record button, you can record your message, and lift your finger once you're done and it'll send it automatically. So you have those two options, but your apps have to be activated before you go and find the audio button on which you double tap, and that gives you the ability to record a message, an iMessage. Okay. Thanks, Mark. I think that kind of covers that. So do we have any this other is, questions? How are we this doing? This is for Thomas yeah, with the follow-up. We're, right we're right at the 8 o'clock. Okay. Um, do you want to go ahead and, and close it for now? And yeah. Can you right. save your question for the second segment thomas please. yeah i'll save it it's i sorry i had the battery go dead on my phone That's so okay. but That's i do okay. have a follow-up on the um on the on the recording of the voice message so i'll come okay. back and and mention right. that so okay thank, thank you. you all, all right, right. <laughs> thank you marie all right now we're gonna start the second half 
This is our midpoint, and we give everybody who didn't get a chance to say hello previously, say who you are and where you're from, please. This is Mark Herbie. in Montreal. All right, Herbie and Mark, welcome. And Pete. Priscilla from oh, Pete and the Queen. Hello, Miss Priscilla, welcome. Nikki, San Francisco. Hey, Nikki, welcome. Hi. Vincent, New Jersey. Hey, Vincent, welcome. Jake from Michigan. Hey, Jake. Thank you. Hello. Kathy from Tulsa. Uh, I thought Kathy. I was the queen. Uh, well, <laughs> only when Priscilla's not here. All right. Okay. Hey, Kathy. I'm okay. All right. Who else you got? Jerry Vanessa from Vermont. George. Jerry and Vanessa, welcome. Mm -hmm. Thank you. Deb from Kansas. Hey, Deb. Welcome. Hi. Anybody else? Not all these nice people on this call, I tell you. All right. Well, guys, anybody else want to say hi? Karen okay. from Philly. Hey, Karen. There's Karen. Very good. Glad to have you. Okay. Now we know what's coming, right? It's iBug Night at the Virtual Movies. It's yes, the big yes, reveal. Yes, yes. <laughs> the big reveal is coming. And I just don't even, I've lost the number. I don't have any more words to uh, introduce our uh, favorite iBug guy. So we're, well, there's the only iBug guy, but anyway, iBug guy, are you out there? Oh yeah, I'll tell you something. I think you'll understand. say that something. Yes, yes, yes. That's one of my favorite Beatles songs. I am here. Good oh, one. you're here. Hello, I never would have known. Mistress of Mute. <laughs> Empress of Eruption. <laughs> Lady of Bugs. <laughs> it is so good to be back with you and see everybody. Not, but. We are going to have so much fun tonight as we get ready to do the big reveal. We have another movie this Friday at 8 p.m. You can join in early for the pre-movie social and then stick around afterwards as we have a little discussion and critique of the movie and some trivia. So let's get started for... All right, all right. We have <laughs> rules. Yes, you have rules. <laughs> what are the rules, you may ask? Yes. Say your name, wait to be recognized before guessing a title. Mm -hmm. Then we have five clues. You get one guess per clue and five total if we get that far but i've got a feeling somebody's gonna get it right away so we will see and tonight's clues are brought to us by peter jean hernandez thank you peter all right are we ready to go 
Yes, yes, yes. Let's Clue go. number one. It's breaking. Us. Oh my god. <laughs> Are you okay? No, he's not okay. Our film this week. Would that be mentally or <laughs> fantasy <laughs> drama? Wait, you're kind of it's breaking up. Start over. Drama. Our <laughs> film this week is a fantasy drama that originates in a castle high on a hill. What? Mm. What ah. is a fantasy drama anyway? Ooh. That is the category of the movie. Mm. This is Jerry from Vermont. Okay, I heard Pete and then Jerry. It's a wonderful life. It's a wonderful life for everybody except Pete. Yes. Sorry. <laughs> All right, Jerry. Is it Beauty and the Beast? Beauty and the Beast. Ooh, I may have to go consult with the judges. Mm -hmm. Pretty cool. They just <laughs> Nikki, Nikki, come on! He's caucusing with his friend. <laughs> he's conferring. Okay, the official ruling is <laughs> this. What time? Good try, Jerry. Okay, Thank Nikki. You. The ghost and Mrs. Muir. The ghost and Mrs. Muir. Ooh. Ooh. Are, we, are we watching? <laughs> no, it's the wrong holiday season, Nikki. For the ghost and Mrs. Muir. So we're going to have to pass on that one this week. All right, on. I'm going to move on to clue number two. Thank goodness. The director wages a valiant battle to show us new and wonderful things. What? The director wages a valiant battle to show yeah. us new and wonderful things. Go to clue number three. That doesn't give much of a clue. I know. We some... Yeah, really. he doesn't have a clue. Right? That, Clues build on each other. You have to remember what clue number one was. They don't even know what clue number one was. Okay, keep going. Okay, I'll go back and read clue number well, one. The fantasy oh, that's okay. drama. That's okay. That's okay. All right, moving on. Two clue oh, number literally. three. Okay. Ooh, this is a long one. Oh dear. Bear with me. Oh dear. The nearby suburb has houses that are shades of pastels and all, all of the inhabitants seem to be 
emotional clones of the Jetsons. No, that's wrong song. I went from one song stop, to stop, stop while you're ahead, sir. Please. <laughs> All right. You're killing us. Killing us. Do I need to reread that? Mm -hmm. Lots of houses around the castle on a hill. The nearby suburb has houses that are shades of pastels and all of the inhabitants seem to be emotional clones of the Jetsons. All right, I thought it was going to be easier than this. This is right. Terry. Ooh, who's that, Terry? I don't oh. have a clue, but I'm thinking the song is part of it is bum bum bottom. In case you want to know what the Jetsons song Jetsons. is, yes, that's the Jetsons. Mm -hmm. Let's do the rest of it. No, we're not doing the rest of it. Go on. George Jetson. Mr. McCulloch, move on. All right, here we go. His boy, Elroy. Oh, my goodness. Okay. Everybody's going into mute land. His wife, Jane. Bye, Pete. See you later. Bye, Sonia. Okay. All right, here we go. Four. Clue number four. 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 Yes. A movie develops into a series of situations that seem inspired by silent comedy. Say that one again. The movie develops into a series of situations that seem inspired by silent comedy. I guess that's the silent film era comedy. We're watching a silent film? <laughs> yeah, an audio, description. audio description. That should be interesting. <laughs> Okay. It'll be audio described. Everybody's really quiet uh -oh. tonight. Uh oh, here comes Brad. Is Brad yeah. here? Yeah, he all said right, so. all the clues for Brad. Wait, no, 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 no. Just wait. No, Brad no, has no, a guess. No. Go, Brad. Young Frankenstein. Right. Here we go. Wait, oh. Brad, Mr. McCulloch, he's guessing. What did he say? You're not Young listening. Frankenstein. Ooh. Ooh, right. that is pretty, pretty close. <laughs> pretty close. But the judges will have to rule that without even caucusing. Oh, thank God. They <laughs> Handed me a big postcard saying, Saying what? 
Where'd you go? I can't oh, see the print. The oh, I can't my. see the print. They wrote it in print. Sorry. Oh, okay. The audio oh. described. <laughs> All right. I, don't I, guess, I guess we'll just have to throw that out. Sorry, Brad. We can't okay. read what the judges decided there. <laughs> yeah. Probably no. Okay, All right. So we're on to clue number five. Thank goodness. Free up, free up, free up. Mr. McCulloch. <laughs> the villain. The villain. The villain? That's a funny word. You ever thought about that? No, villain. no, I don't want to think about it. Come on. Just keep going. Villain. 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 Yes, villain. The Belain yes. is a neighborhood lout. Ooh, that's another funny word. Lout? L-O-U-T. <laughs> a neighborhood lout who, who picks on the main character until finally there is a trumped up fight to the finish. No, a trumped up fight. To oh gosh, I can't read. Yeah, we know. A trumped up fight <laughs> to the finish up at the castle. This is Richard. Oh, Richard. Richard, save us. Please. I am going Please. to take a huge step here. It sounds like it could be Hurry Aladdin up, with out. Will Smith. Aladdin with Will Smith. Mm. Aladdin. I don't oh, know where. All of these clues just don't add up to Aladdin. Aladdin. Oh, in my mind, but we can check with Jafar's. the judges. Okay, keep going. All right, clue number. Oh, that was five. That was it. We're done. A lot of clues. Okay, yeah. I'm gonna throw in a bonus clue. Oh dear. Whoever said Frankenstein hmm. was very close, was and the man that was created actually had some appendages that were not human. <laughs> the man, the, the scientist died before he was able to complete his project and had to just throw in some all right well i guess we will get to save our prize this week our film this week is that wonderful christmas favorite edward scissorhands starring johnny depp and winona Ryder. Oh, wow cool 1990 wow. Cool. Okay. Hey, I've never seen it. That was very. Oh, I didn't know that was a Christmas favorite. Yeah, they didn't know it either, but it is. Okay. <laughs> yeah. All right. Thank you, Mr. McCulloch. Would you like to say goodnight, please? I wanna
So clever. Okay, well, there you go. Goodbye, Mr. No, McCullough. We get that was a clue. That was a clue. Yeah, that was a clue. It was lost was. on you and everybody else. Okay. Okay. We are gone. Y'all are muted. So nice. Okay. Now, sorry. Okay, back to we just finished iBug, uh, whatever, Michael's movie, Minutia. And now we're going to have a little iBug bite segment. And then we go back to our question. So, be thinking of questions, but first pay attention to Marie. Marie, are you there? Marie? Oh, Can you hear me now? Yes, there you are. Okay. I'm going to try to give you what I consider a short bite. I have always had problems since I first started using my iPhone hearing my voicemail messages. It's like it either won't go to speaker and the volume drops down really low or it sounds muffled and I put it up to my ear and then sometimes it goes to speakerphone. Anyway, if you have Air, AirPods on, it works quite nice. But if you're out somewhere and you don't have AirPods, which happened to me one day and I wanted to catch and read a voicemail and it was in an environment where it was not easy, so... I did something and I don't usually use Siri for incidental type things like this, but I tried using Siri to read my voicemails and I was delighted with results. And I'm going to attempt to do that tonight and give you a demonstration of how it works in case you haven't tried it. Okay. But make it a little louder. Read. Read my voicemails. You have two new voicemails. The first one is from Sandai yesterday at 9.22 a.m. Hi, Marie. Marie, is that you? Are you there? Can you pick up the phone? Oh, you don't want to pick up the phone? Are you screening your calls again? Oh, I don't know where you could be. Maybe you're in the waiting room. Okay, let me go get you out of the waiting room. All right, talk to you soon. Bye. Would you like to repeat that or hear the next one? Next one. And from home yesterday at 9.07 a.m. This is a test message for my iBuzz call from which I'm facilitating. And this is my segment of the fight. Let me know if you want to repeat that. No, cancel. Okay. Okay, and there you go. And I find that works very well. And it will tell you, usually I only had the two messages on this phone, but it will tell you how many new messages you have. And if you have any saved messages, messages, it won't read the deleted, but it will go through all the messages that if you, so if you have a message that you maybe listened to, but didn't delete, uh, those are on there and you can go through all of them or you can cancel at any time. And it's loud, clear, and works very well. Wow. That is, that has to be one of our shortest bites, Marie. Good <laughs> job. <laughs> so a... I don't know if anybody would have any questions. It seems pretty simple and straightforward. Well, so. it's always good to have questions. Let's see. Let's this is see. Herbie. 
Arby? Yes. So I, one thing I noticed, it did not give you an option to call the person back. So are you able to do that from that Assyrian widget? I didn't check that. There's a possibility that if I told it to call back, it would do that. If not, after I've listened to the voicemails, of course, I can go onto the app and, uh, and call them back from there to a call back. But I didn't try that, Herbie. That's a good idea. I should try that. And what about deleting? Because you still also have to deal with that voicemail app. Otherwise, to delete messages, will it let Mm -hmm. you do that? Yeah, it's just that, like I say, if you're someplace and it's having difficulty hearing your voicemails, it's just a nice, easy way to hear them. And they're nice and clear. All right. This is Pete. Go ahead, Pete. Marie, that was outstanding. Thank you. That was really easy. I, I, I really enjoy using it. That's been a problem with voicemail forever, mm-hmm. for long as I can remember. And mm-hmm. it's always seems to have been a problem that it does not come through the speaker, even though you may have activated your speaker. It always seems to just come through the through the ear slot. And uh, I always have to scramble to put the ear, put the phone up to close to my ear um, after I've tapped on uh, play voicemail. And that's the only way I can hear it coming through the ear slot. So mm-hmm. that's dynamite. Thank you very much. You're welcome. Anybody else? This is Jody. This is Jerry from Vermont. Oh, go ahead, Jody. Jody and then Jerry. Yeah, well, what I find is um, I also have to do a two-finger single tap to stop voiceover because then voiceover will talk over the voice message, which is really annoying. But the other thing is I have AT&T for carrier. And so I get a transcript uh, in, uh, printed out of the contents of the voicemail. And then I can use voiceover to read that if the voice message isn't very clear. Mm-hmm. I, I have transcripts also, but I just find this is so much quicker. And Oh, I agree. Yeah. And listen I mean, to it is nice. Okay, Jerry, go ahead. Well, I, I agree with you. It is it is a neat way to do it. Uh, and I've had trouble uh, with that speaker thing if I don't do it. Um, but the other thing I use it for, which is uh, a corollary sort of to this, is I always hate to go through my messages to find out which ones are unread. So I, I ask it to read my, my uh, text mess, my, you know, my texts, and it will read the unread, uh, the new text messages. So I don't mm-hmm. have to go fumbling around. So I, okay. I think that piece of series has been pretty useful now. Yeah, I, 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 I enjoy using that's it. That's great, Marie. Yeah. Okay, anybody else? Angelo in Ottawa. Go ahead, Angelo. Well, I'm just wondering about these transcripts. Where, where do you find them? Are, are they in a folder somewhere? Or? No, they'll be on, on the voicemail app right below your voicemail after you read your voicemail. If, if that feature is available from your carrier, not all carriers do that. So it depends on your carrier. But if they do it, the transcript will show up on the app, on the screen for you. On, uh, on the bottom of the screen or above the dock? No, it, it'll be right below the message that you just listened to. Okay, thank you. Mm-hmm. This is Mark in Montreal. Go ahead, Mark. Uh, I know that with your basic voicemail, I don't know, we have three major carriers here in Canada, Rogers, Telus, and... Uh, Bell. Scott. Yeah, Bell. Thank you. And um, I do not know if... I know with Rogers, because I'm a Rogers subscriber, 
that uh, text is not available, at least on my voicemail with Rogers. Yeah. So it may not be something that's readily available in Canada. Yeah. Well, apparently AT&T has it and I am on Verizon. They also, they also have that feature. So is there anybody else or Sandia, do we have a limit on how long we spend on this? This is Pete. You know, one more question and then we'll move on. Okay. Okay. Go yeah. ahead, Pete. I'm glad she let me ask this question because I was wondering <laughs> who that to. crazy person was who left that first voice message. <laughs> it was some strange lady. No kidding. <laughs> oh, man. man. We conspired. <laughs> All right. I'll make it a little fun. This is Mark right. in Montreal. Say uh, she's been taking some of uh, Michael's uh, medicine. <laughs> Probably. Yeah. yeah. She taught him. Okay, guys, I'm going to turn it over to our lady, Bug. Uh oh. Miss Sandia. Be prepared to be muted. All right. That's my Elisa. favorite button. All right. Okay. Thank you, Marie, for the iBug Bites. And okay, now, uh, hold on, Elisa. We had Thomas waiting from the first half. So, Thomas, are you still there? Yep, I'm still here. There you are. Go for it. You only waited 20 minutes, but that's you okay. Are. <laughs> It'll take 30 seconds to mention. Okay, 30 seconds. Go for it. Yep. With the uh, voice messaging, the default setting in messages is two minutes. So if you send somebody a voice message and they haven't changed that, they'll only see it for two minutes. If you go into messages and settings and go to voice messages, you can set it for never. The problem is if the other person on the other end hasn't set that, then the voice, me voice message will disappear in two minutes. I'm done right. speaking. Just to clarify, you're talking about the audio text message, right? Yeah, that is correct. Mm -hmm. The right. audio text message where right. you put and it up that, to your ear. Mm -hmm. That is such so true. That happened to me. Somebody sent me a beautiful singing birthday wish, and then I wanted to share it with somebody else, and it was gone. It was this is Herbie. Not happy. Okay, go Herbie. Um, yes. Yeah, so if you do have it set that way, there is a keep button that is will appear to the right of the message after it is fully played. And if you double tap that, then you can keep that message from expiring. Okay. Well, I didn't know that then, but now I know it. So thank you, Herbie. Okay. Cool. Thank you, Thomas. And that is why we listen to people on this call. Okay. Go, Elisa. Let's go. Let's go. Okay. Maybe not. All right, until Elisa comes back, who is the new question? Love to hear from you. Somebody new that hasn't had a turn. Let's it's see. Monique. Oh, hey, Monique. Hello, glad to have you. Go ahead. I don't have a question, but just wanted to say hi to everybody. All right. I hear well, some hi. new voices that I haven't been here in a minute. Yeah, well, we're glad you're here. Thank you for coming. Okay, anybody else with a new question, new problem? Michael. Michael, go ahead, sir. All right, so I've got my contacts on my phone and they're synced to the cloud. And when I go look, for a like a create a new contact on my phone and go look for it on my mac it doesn't show up and i've checked both both are synced to the cloud if i create the 
contact on the Mac, it does show up on the phone, but not vice versa. This is Herbie. Go ahead, Herbie. So first of all, you were not alone. This is a little bit of an annoying feature. The only way I've known to solve it is to either A, restart devices, or B, go into iCloud, turn off the contact sharing, and turn it back on, which tends to resync everything, and then they should appear in both places. All right. All Very right. Good. This is Brad. Go, Brad. Another thing to look for, if you have more than one, uh, what do we call it, account, it has contacts in it, like I have some Gmail accounts from, and my iCloud. You want to go into your uh, contacts and see which one is the default when you create a contact on your on your iPhone. In this case, where is it creating that contact? Is it creating it in iCloud or is it creating it in, you know, another uh, account such as, like I said, Gmail or AT and T, Yahoo, something like that. All right. See what your default is. Yeah, Michael. I, yeah, I do have them uh, cross sync to my G or you know my or Google contacts in Gmail. So yeah, this is Brad though. But there's a setting in there. It says when creating new contacts, what service is it created in? Right. So you right. Want to double check that. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I think it's probably more of the latter because it's it's worked up until just recently. I've noticed in you know, maybe 15 on iOS 15, it was, I was still having the same problem. But uh, I think maybe Herbie's thing about kind of okay. a little jump in the iCloud. Good question. Elisa. Okay, are you done, Mr. McCulloch? Oh, thank goodness. Okay. All right. Go, Elisa. What's your question? So if I have someone who sends me a message, but they don't have um, like an iPhone message, they don't have that. They have like a regular phone that's as a text message. You can't, re you can't reply to those people like you would an iPhone message. Okay, so you're receiving a, a message from somebody with an, an Android device and you want to know if you can reply to that message? Like if you can respond to that text message right. with your own voice or you have to just respond like, like a regular text message. Okay, so you want to know if you can send an audio message back to that person? Yes. All right, who would like to help with that? Somebody new that hasn't had a turn want to help answer that question? Or anybody. Let me give people a chance. Brad. Brad. It's an iMessage feature. I don't think you can send a voice message to someone who's not using iMessage. There you go. Can't do this it. Herbie. Okay, Herbie. I want to say it used to be able to, but what you could always do is use voice memos and then you can send a um you can share the voice memo and i don't know if it can send it as an attachment but i think you know if voice memo can send a share link then they could click on it that way but otherwise use a service like whatsapp or facebook messenger and that's the way you could message them and be able to much more easily do uh, voice messages 
All right. Thank you. And you can always just call them also. That's another terrible that, alternative. That, that's primitive. That's I know. All right. Okay. Great question, Lisa. Next. Who's next? New question. New question. Somebody new. Lots of questions to be asked. Thomas in Colorado. Thomas in Colorado. Go ahead. All right. Um, I'm using the Envision app, and I primarily use the uh, instant text feature. But I tried to use the document feature, and I really am not impressed with their document scanning when you're scanning a whole page. Has anybody had trouble with that? It doesn't seem to scan documents very well. Thomas is done speaking. All right. Anybody Envision users scanning documents? Uh, this is Dan. Dan, go ahead. Okay, well, um, I'm not too happy with instant text. I found that in the document feature, it 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 gets it gives you a, a full, a better uh, readout of the entire uh, text. But you have to move the camera around. In other words, it, it, it's only going to give about half of it, and then you got to move the camera down and 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 scan the rest. That's my, that's been my uh, experience. Okay, thank you, Dan. Anybody else with Envision? Okay, I know we talked about the Envision app recently, but I can't remember the document feature. Okay, Thomas, uh, we'll have to follow up on that, see what you Try something else, another technique, or it's always good to have other OCR apps is available, right? This is Terry. Go, Terry. Um, I, too, have had trouble with the uh, Envision app in terms of scanning text. I have a terrible time with it. Okay. All right. Sorry to hear that. Okay. So we can always use uh, apps like uh, uh, Voice Dream Reader. No. <laughs> It's for scanning purposes, I'm blanking out right now. Um, this is voice stream scanner. This is Jody. Yeah, Jody. The voice stream scanner. Yeah, there you go. Or even, right. or even seeing AI. Seeing AI, that was the one. Okay. All right, next. Who's next? New question. Great question there. Elisa. Okay, go ahead. What is the whiteboard on Zoom? All right. Anybody know what whiteboard is on Zoom? Random question, but I've seen this lately when I joined the meeting. I'm okay. Like, what is whiteboard? All right. Hold on. Okay. Who has a question? Answer for Lisa. Anybody know what that is? Okay. Maybe not. This is Herbie. Go, oh, Herbie. Else has the whiteboard is a way for people to be able to collaborate on a meeting. It's kind of like, you know, the class chalkboard. At least when I looked at it in the past, it was not accessible. So, okay. So we won't be doing any whiteboarding on here. Okay. Thank you, Herbie. All right. Next. Who's next? New question. Keep it going. Keep it moving. This is Deb from Kansas. Go ahead, Deb. We were just waiting for you. Go ahead. Oh, this is a question that um, my husband just got an iPhone 13, and he is low vision, so he isn't using voiceover exclusively. 
But I was wondering, is there a way to change the contrast on the keyboard when you're typing text? All right, any low vision users of iPhones help? This is Brad. I didn't know. No, Brad. You might try turning on either dark mode or try using either invert colors or smart invert. Either one should probably do the same thing on the keyboard. Uh, and all of those might give it a black background with white text, and that might help him out. All right. Yeah, I, good. I think oh. he's tried tried those, and uh, and I I think he's actually got a solution that's sort of working for him. So um, anyway, I just thought I'd ask. Thank you. Okay. Good question. All right. Moving on. Who's next? This is Marsha. Marsha, go ahead. Go. I use I use Microsoft Microsoft Word on my computer. If I want to write something, does anybody use Pages? And I, what is Pages? And wait, 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 wait. Hold on, hold on. We're talking about the iPhone. So are you going to use Microsoft Word on your iPhone? No, I'm saying I'm giving that as an example that I want to write, and I see Pages on my iPhone, and I'm wondering if anybody uses Pages and what they use it for. All right, great question. All right, who would like to quickly explain what Pages is? Who would like to do that? Anybody? Any takers? This is Dee. Go, Dee. I will say that Pages is a very in-depth word processor, red word processor, and it can be quite confusing to use. I have used it. Um, Personally, I would recommend the Notes app. The Notes app now has a lot of the same features, unless you are really going to get into really deep writing, if you're going to be writing books or something like that, I would go with a notepad. Otherwise, you know, if you're really going to do some real heavy writing, the... Uh, the notepad. Yeah. Hang on, hang on, hang on. Okay, let D finish. Okay, go D. Are you finished? Yeah, the... Uh, I just lost the word. What was the word for that? Uh, anyway, nope. that one app is really, it is difficult, but I mean, you can learn to use it. All but right. There's enough stuff in your notes app now where you can change the size of your text, your text color. You can uh, make italic or bold and all of that. And it would pretty much serve most anything that most of us would do. All right, so go ahead, Marsha. Did you, uh, you yeah. got that? Is the Notes app on my iPhone? I don't think I've ever seen an icon like that. All right, yes, it is a built-in app on your iPhone. Okay. This is Jody. All right, okay, go Jody. You can also get a Word app for your phone. Okay. And yep. how, you, this is Marsha, how much does it cost? It's free. And it's a Word app? Yep. Okay. This is Dan. Oh, Dan. Notes is on the home screen. Notes is on the home screen of your iPhone. Yeah. This is Brad. Brad. Unless you've got a Microsoft 365 account, the Word app on your iPhone will allow you to open Word documents and look at them. But I don't think you can really do anything else besides that. If you do have a Microsoft 365 account, then yes, you download 
either the Word app or now they, I believe that it's a new one is Office and it includes Word, Excel, and PowerPoint in the same app. But anyway, you sign in with your Microsoft 365 account and then you can just use it like, you know, create documents, save documents, et cetera. Thank you. All right. Very good. Yes, Jody. Okay, go. Yeah, I've got I've got the Word app. I, I I got it quite a while ago, but I didn't pay for it, and I don't have uh, Word uh, 360 or Office 360, whatever. Uh, I, I but I'm not sure when I when I got this app, but I don't I there's no, there was no cost available on it. Okay. This is Greg. Greg. Yeah, another good option for a word processing app on the iPhone is a, an app called Drafts. Uh, I haven't used that recently, but that was very uh, voiceover friendly. Right. Yes, I agree. But yeah, like I think the consensus is the Notes app is a great app. And regardless of your level of experience, I mean, beginner or more advanced, the, begin the Notes app has really gotten uh, more robust uh, word processing capabilities. Okay, now we're moving on. Good question. Next, who's got a new question? New issue. I hear somebody thinking. Elisa. Okay, go. When you're on the Amazon app and you're trying to shop for something, has anybody used the voice search feature? Okay. Uh, have you tried it yet? Elisa? Elisa, no, I have, but it doesn't seem to work for me. All right. Okay. That's why you're asking. Okay. Anybody use the voice voice search feature on Amazon? This is Jody. Go, Jody. I, I just use dictate in the edit field when I'm searching for something, but you have to tap in the edit field because if you don't, you'll just get a, when you go to hit the search button, it just says dim. So that's a glitch with iOS, you, you have to tap in the edit field, not just in Amazon, but in other applications as well. All right. Thank you, Jody. Okay. Good, good. Moving along. Who's next? New problem? New issue. Let's this is Karen. Go, Karen. Uh, sometimes when I tap on my uh, the lock screen, it doesn't open up, you know, that doesn't open up. And the first time it happened, I was like, oh, my phone died. And then I went to go charge it. And then uh, I hit the side button. And I'm like, oh, it's still on. I don't know why that happened. You know, when you touch up, you know, like the upper part of the phone. It wake it up and it doesn't wake up. Okay. Elisa? Okay, hang on, Elise. Let's see if anybody else wants to help answer that question. Anybody? Who'd like to help Karen out? Anybody? Okay, go, Lisa. I was just going to add that I have the same issue as Karen. Okay. Sometimes you don't you don't know when your phone is if it's dead or not. You're like, is it did it die? And you're like, oh no, it didn't die. All right, hang on. We're trying to get the answer to the question. Who has the answer? 
as to how or what might be the problem with waking up the phone. Anybody? Uh, this is Dan. Go, Dan. I think you have to just slide up from the very bottom left. It says slide on tap. Now, I don't know if that applies to all phones, but uh, on my iPhone 13, that's the way it's done. Just slide up from the very bottom. To unlock the phone. To unlock it. So I think, Karen, you're just trying to like tap on the phone and then it'll say the time and whatever, right? It's it not does. Even... It works. Yeah, 99% of the time it works just like okay. that. Yeah, tap on. All right. Mm -hmm. I don't know. It's kind of a fluke. You know, you can do the standard stuff, reset it, you know, turn it off, turn it on. And unless, unless anybody else has any thoughts, we will move on. Okay. Hey, thank you. This is Karen. Go, Deb. I'm sorry. Um, I wonder, Karen, do you have the settings set um, for its inaccessibility that something about tap to wake up, whatever? Do you have that setting on? Maybe? You're just you're, up. So you're kind of breaking up a little bit, Deb. Are you talking about tap to tap to wake or raise to wake? I know there's a raise to wake. I think there's a tap to wake. Oh, to. okay. It's on down in like the um oh the the settings for people that have motor skill okay. issues or whatever. Okay. I think I think I saw it down there. I wonder okay. if that's what she's trying to use. I'm not sure. Okay. Well. Fact but that it sliding, works up, sliding up will always work. Mm -hmm. And if you've got it set where, you know, maybe voiceover got turned off, you can always ask Siri to turn voiceover on if that might be the issue. Hey, there are some suggestions there, Karen. So hope Thank that you. helps. Okay, good question. All right, who's next? Somebody new waiting to ask a question? We are here, standing by. <clears throat> Operators are standing by. Anybody? Hey. Elisabeth, do I have to wait for somebody to ask yeah. a question? Hold on. Okay. Um, so I had a strange issue the other day. Um, I was, I opened the BARD app and then all of a sudden I lost my voiceover. Like everything stopped. I couldn't hear anything. Uh, it was just really crazy. I tried to turn on voiceover. I tried to turn on speech and tried the volume and it was just so frustrating, you know? And uh, so I, you know, tried all the normal stuff that we all try to do. I tried shutting, I think I even tried shutting down the phone and I was able to see the button to turn off the power. It was like at the top, it was a really bright thing. So I did that and I was able to enter the passcode amazingly because uh, the phone is kind of big so I could kind of see the numbers, but it was still not working. So then um, we finally, I. I just tried another thing was somebody said to try to use the voice, the rotor 
and then get over to volume. And I'm like, I can't use rotor because nothing is talking to me right now. Oh, my other point was that I was hearing the clicks though. I could hear clicking, but no, no voiceover was not talking. And so I, what I did is I just started doing the rotor gesture. And since I had it, uh, I, I could hear the little swir like a whirring sound as if you're moving between the different uh, choices on your rotor dial. And I would twist it and then swipe up and then twist because I don't know where the volume, you know, where the volume is. It's not saying it, right? And then magically, well, not magically, after a couple of more, you know, twists, it said 5%. So my volume had gotten turned down. So just, you know, it's a little tip there. You can sometimes just kind of take a chance and try to figure it out. So, okay. Um, anybody with a new question? Okay. Uh, go ahead, Elisa. Hey, Elisa. Go. Uh huh. So whenever I get a message, and sometimes it it doesn't read it to me. Has that happened to any of you? And I'm done speaking. This Wait. is Thomas in Colorado. Hello, Thomas. Yeah, I've noticed that since iOS 16, that for some reason it won't. It used to read the messages that came across with VoiceOver, and now it doesn't do that. There is an option if you if you want to do it in the Siri settings. There's an option to have Siri read your notifications, but just remember it's going to read it out loud like Voiceover. But yes, it doesn't show up on the top of the screen anymore like it used to. Thomas is done speaking. All right, thank you, Thomas. Okay, well that brings me to another question. Like when I'm listening to my newsline or NFB newsline or whatever, and it's going through, you know, I just trying to go trying to sleep and I two finger down swipe and you know just it's going through all the articles but it keeps you know click 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 you know after each paragraph or something you hear this clicking so any suggestions on I mean do I have to just go under sounds and haptics or where would I go to get rid of the clicks this is Brad Brad you're talking like when you're reading Articles in the newsline yep. app. Uh -huh, uh -huh. I think those are voiceover sound effects. It tends to do that at the end of a section or paragraph or chunk of text. Makes right. a little click when it moves on to the next one. And you, there is an option to turn off voiceover sound effects. I think you can even add that to the rotor. I'm not sure. Okay. Well, but, um, I mean, it's normally okay, but when you're trying to sleep, it goes click, <clears throat> click, click. It's just <clears throat> annoying. So. so you started reading when do a two finger swipe down and yeah hmm. I mean, that's how i read just do a two finger swipe down and hopefully yeah, fall asleep but, so. i never thought about doing that when you're trying to go to sleep because it's not yeah. gonna read for that long yeah it does <laughs> there's it like a bunch of articles article. in there yes i realize <laughs> this that. is yes, you're right you could tell to read the entire paper so yes you're right and it would i know i'm right okay go ahead Pete. You wrong. I just... yeah you can add sounds to your rotor and then sleep. just turn sounds off Ah. Yeah, that's that'll cut out all your clicking, even when you're just mm. clicking from, you know, word to word, left to right, and things like that. Mm. That turns the sounds completely off. See, Brad didn't say that. Okay, thanks, Pete. Hey, he did. I said you can add it to your rotor. 
exactly what he chronicle at bedtime that's interesting uh new york times okay i was just tied up in his commentary on why in the world would you want to do that when you're trying to go to sleep i know it's rather disturbing all right (laughs) moving on who's next new question new problem uh this is thomas in colorado with a quick comment go ahead just remember, if you turn off the sounds and your voiceover goes out, you won't have, be able to use the rotor after that because <laughs> your sounds will be turned off. So That was Thomas the one thing that point. saved me, Thomas. Was, <laughs> yeah, that was it. That's so true. Yeah. This is Brad. I wonder okay, if Brad. you could have used Siri, ask Siri to set my voiceover volume to 90% or something like that. Mm. Yeah, I I tried. I mean, I tried all kinds of things. It's funny how when your voiceover goes, you just feel so helpless, you know. So that's why I shared that story with you guys. Okay, who's next? This is Jody. Jody. Yeah, I wonder if it's a a problem with Bard and compatibility with sixteen point whatever. Maybe you should let uh, NLS know about it. I'll check it out and see if I if it happens again. So it may have just been you know, happenstance that I happened to open it. This is Marie. Marie. You cannot have Siri raise or lower the volume of voiceover because I just tried it. Okay. Brad, Real so did time. I, and it changed my media volume. <laughs> I don't like that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. Oh. This is Greg. Greg. Okay, so I read a news article today that reminded me that if you if you haven't tried, if you haven't played around in the the native app, the measures app, uh, you can open that app and you can point your iPhone camera, just point the back of your phone towards somebody. And it will tell you as long as you have their feet and the head, you're far enough away to have their whole body in the picture, then it will tell you how tall they are. What app was that? And measures. Measures? It's in the utility. It's in the utility folder. Measures. It's, it's measures. measures. What's wrong measures. with you? I was like measures. What is measures? <laughs> that's, te- that's Texan. Tomato, tomato. Okay, so okay. the other thing. All right, go the ahead. other thing you can do that's cool, like if you wanted to uh, find out how how the dimensions on a room, then you can just go to one side of the room and in the measures app, and you can just flick until it says add a point. And then you can walk across the room and it'll tell you how far, how far you've gone from that uh, point where you added the stop. Anyway, kind of fun to play with. So Jody. Yes, go ahead, Jody. Do you need LIDAR for that or? Uh, that is a good point, Jody. You, you may have to have, yeah, you may have to have a, a 13 Pro or a 14 Pro. I think you do. Yeah, that's what I was thinking. I'm yeah. not sure if you yeah. need that. I, I think you do. Yeah. This is Pete. Oh, I Pete? think you're right. Yeah, Greg's right. I mean, Greg. Okay. Thank you. Uh, well, no, I mean, <laughs> okay. <laughs> measures. Got to use the measures. App. I've heard okay. a lot of people. That's the first that. time you said that. <laughs> <laughs> it won't happen again. All right. <laughs> Go ahead. Who's next? Okay. 
Anybody? New question. What? Uh, well, I have a follow up for Greg. What? What? You know, have you found any practical use other than just having fun and measuring what room sizes you have? Can you do anything as far as helping blind people navigate or anything? I'm sorry, I missed your question. Can you figure out, can you use, is there any practical use for that other than measuring rooms? Um, can you like use it for some kind of, for us to help us blind people in any way? Make plenty of use. Well, you could measure anything you want to measure. It's, I wouldn't, I wouldn't use it if, if the measurement is real critical, I wouldn't <laughs> rely on it. But I mean, if it's just a general kind of measurement, sure. Okay. And you could find out, you know, how tall, how tall Pete is or how tall Brad is. I don't know how tall they are. Don't just care. ask me. I don't party care. This is Terry. Christmas party, no. you can make five bucks if you can guess somebody's height. That's right. Clean up. Okay. Yeah, all right. Sure. Moving on. Uh, this, I don't know what kind of Dan. party you go to. Okay. Terry, Ann, and then Dan. Go, Terry. Um, I'm thinking that a practical use for that would be, let's say, if you need to buy paint because you or your somebody is going to paint a room and you want to purchase paint, you have to know the room size. And so I would think that uh, that app could be very useful for something like that. Probably okay. not blind people, though. Well, you know, I actually know. There's actually one guy on our call that actually does paint his room for his family, and that's Wes Farrell. So, yeah, Wes, oh. we're calling you out. All right, he's so amazing. Okay, well, where, where are we? Dan, go, Dan, go, Dan. Yeah, I'm wondering, uh, I'm wondering, Greg, if you have tried that uh, with, a, let's say, a cabinet or a piece of furniture, if you can get the dimensions of the of the furniture using measures. Measures, this measures. Yeah, go, Greg. You can, but as, like, like I said, I, I wouldn't if I needed really exact, precise measurements. I'm not sure I'd want to rely on that, but it's it gets you very close. Okay, cool. Okay, good. That's this pretty Jody. Fun. Go, Jody. Yeah, if you have lidar, there's an added channel in your Seeing AI app. Yep. 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 All right, and just to explain what LIDAR is, light detection and ranging, I believe is what it stands for. And what how that works real quick is it's basically throwing out a bunch of uh, infrared waves and then it all comes back and it's measuring the distance from you, from the, from the source to the surrounding environment. And that's how it creates an image of what's going on. Anyway, that's my. And it uses your camera to do so. I think so. It's 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 pretty cool. All right, next. Who's next? Somebody new with the last few minutes of our call. No, we don't have any more time. I'm sorry. What was I thinking? Okay. All right, Ms. Marie. Thank you so much for thank helping you, Marie. facilitating our call. I think she went Thank to you. sleep. We were oh, welcome. There she it was my pleasure. Oh, she's so nice. Okay. All right. So let's real quickly recap this week. This week we have something every week and even on Sunday. Tomorrow's Clubhouse Mac Buzz. <laughs> Wednesday is uh, It's iBugs Life decorating. Decorating what? Decorating for the holidays from 6 to 8 on Zoom. 
Thursday is the Vila Book Club reading Writers and Lovers, DB98766. Then Friday's I Beg Night at the Virtual Movies. We're going to be watching that Christmas classic, Edward Scissorhands. Then that's at 8 p.m., 7.30 for its social time. And then on Sunday is I Beg Cafe from 4 to 6, and we're going to be discussing iOS 16.1. And it's all those cool new features. So definitely come and check it out. And with that, uh, we will say good night. And we hope that you have a great week. And I will say good night. And I have to have a little surprise. We'll see if it works for you, but let's end the call. I mean, end the recording.